support this podcast at patreon.com forward slash Chris Kyle Photography Podcast. so much to dive into with this one um but obviously as i always like to start these with is just finding out why it was that you first took an interest in photography what made you first pick up a camera okay so i'm going to also like go back and give you a little bit of a backstory perfect so this is this is like probably like 10 years ago or something like that um when i was living in ghana um i had a friend who was working in the Ghanaian local movie industry. And um, he kind of introduced me into it. Like I would follow him on set and stuff like that. And then when I completed high school, I decided to go in and work with him um, whenever he would go on set. So just like um, help him with whatever he needs and stuff like that. Kind of a PA on set. And through the... And through that, I met my boss that I, I happened to ended up working with for a um, couple of years. So he was doing makeup and set design. And so I, at that point, I didn't know how to do any makeup or set design. So what I would do is just hold stuff for him, just bring stuff to him and stuff like that. And then um, as time goes on, I became um, a boom guy, you know, just like because of my height, I would go on set and then I would be the guy that holds the boom and stuff like that. Um, and then from there, I started learning how to um, write my own scripts because I found that I had so much interest in just being around um, movie stars and film and stuff like that. Um, I learned a little bit about uh, sound recording. I learned a little bit about, not that good at it, but I learned a little bit about that. And then I got um, my first opportunity to kind of mess around the camera a little bit. So I was more into video to cut the story short. I was more into video than photography. I'd never done any photography. I mean, like on set, maybe you would take like one or two still photos, but I was never into um, photography or anything until I moved here to the United States, which is 2017. Um, I'm also a pencil artist. So that is like what I do right from childhood. That is like something that I've always wanted to do and something that I've always do. So when I moved here in 2017, I had no friends. I, I knew nobody. I didn't have my family. The family that I have wasn't living here in Columbus. They lived in New York. So um, the pencil drawing was the only thing that I had uh, when I'm in the house, just drawing. And at some point it got a little bit boring. So I just said, what if I buy myself a camera so I can record myself whilst I draw and then just post that on kind of like a time lapse and then post that on YouTube. And that is when I decided to buy my first like personal camera, which was a Canon T3i. Um, and when I bought it, I, I was doing the video that I wanted to do with it. 
And then at some point that all, that was also getting a little bit boring as well. So I decided I'm going to just go out and walk around and take some photos. And at that point, I didn't know much about photography. So I would just go on YouTube and I would go on YouTube and just like watch some tutorials and stuff just to know my settings and stuff like that. Um, and then started taking photos uh, from there and never looked back. I mean, you sound like an insanely creative person. Is is being artistic and creative something that runs in your family? Um, yeah. So my my dad works with leather. Um, he makes shoes and belts and wallets. So anything leather, he he makes it. And I have known him ever since I I was born to be doing that for his entire life. So he's never done anything else than just working with leather and making shoes. And then I have um I have my uncles that are into painting and then I have architects in the family. Um I have an aunt that is like a seamstress. Uh, my sister cooks. Um my junior brother who also just completed high school, he also wants to go to the university and do some art as well. So it runs through the family. I think um, we have a lot of uh, family members that play instruments and stuff like that. So I think uh, that's where I got it from. And when was it that you first started shooting film? I started shooting film not long after I started doing photography. So like I was saying, um, I knew nobody here. And so when I started doing um taking photos on my digital camera i opened an instagram account i had i had an instagram account for my pencil art but i I didn't have any for my photography obviously so i created one for the first time and i remember when i would go out and take photos that really suck i would tag (laughs) almost every single photographer that i know in, in in columbus at that time um, somewhere even getting upset and blocking me and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's a funny story. Um, so, uh, I think there was one time where I said something on my story, like I'm, I'm new in Columbus and I'm about to go downtown and shoot if anybody's around to shoot something like that. And then I had two guys reach out to me. One guy, his name was John. He was the first friend that I made here in Columbus. And he was also a little bit into video as well. So we kind of clicked from there. And then as time goes on, I met Sean. And Sean was the one that when I met him, he was shooting film. So when when I saw that he was shooting film, I was like, uh, do people still do stuff like this? Like I had I remember <laughs> when I when I was like in, in primary school, um, I bought a film point and shoot camera that I shot that I never developed. Like I, I didn't even know where you would take it to, to develop. And that was my only, uh, experience with film. So seeing him, um, shooting film, it was, it was just, uh, something incredible to me, even though I didn't want to get into it because I thought it was just too much to deal with. I was like, it's a lot of work and stuff like that. So um, I walked with Sean. Uh, we became good friends. And he tried to convince me to shoot film for like, oh, I, 
I can't even tell so long. And then one day, finally, I, I gave him, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to shoot film. So he had um, a Canon, I think Canon Rebel G. And he sold it to me and gave me a roll of film to try it out. And I was hooked. Like just shooting the film, which I was like, I, do, I don't know if I'm going to have anything on this film or not. And then go get the film developed and you actually see that there is photos on it. It, it was just amazing. So Sean was the one that introduced me to film. And then since then, I, I just have just been hooked to it. And um, the reason why I got so hooked to, to film is because of my pencil drawings. Um, I just came to realize that from shooting digital to, to film, I came to realize that film was giving me that aesthetic and feel and like artistic mindset that I get when I, when I do pencil drawing. Because with pencil drawing, it's more chilled. It's just you sitting down for hours, having your pencil or either charcoal or graphite in your hand. Uh, drawing and doing something because I do like hyper realism uh, kind of pencil drawing so like it takes so much time to do it and a lot of details so when when I got into film it was I was just getting that satisfaction and experience the same as I get with my pencil drawing that's amazing um let's talk about your your photographic style and the way that you shoot so when you go out to take pictures, are you do you actively move around and search for something really specific? Do you start out with a plan or do you sort of turn up at a scene and just go with whatever it gives you? I am somebody who don't really plan at all. Like sometimes I feel like I have something planned, but when I really start doing it, then I realize like I, I didn't really plan it at all. Um, so most of the time when I'm going out to shoot, it's just like, I'm going out to shoot. I just pick up my camera and I, sometimes I'll pick a location. Most times I don't have a location. I would just drive and start taking photos. Um, I don't, I don't have in mind what kind of photos that I want the, that particular day. Um, if I, if I get on the street and I start taking photos of people, then the rest of the day is just going to be like that. If I get on the street and I start taking photos of extra stuff, then it's going to be like that. So that is like mostly um, how my day or my drive is when it comes to going out and photographing. And are you someone that shoots a lot? Do you take a lot of frames when you head out? Because obviously with film, there's there's the the cost per per shot really that's an issue are you someone that shoots a lot of a lot of frames and you go out or are you very very selective with when you when you press the shutter button um i would say when when i shot digital um even when i shot digital i was still that guy that never turned on that burst mood mode um right be, because i i i think with I keep going back to my pencil drawing because it's like what really um, opened the door for me artistically with with photography. So when when I go out when I go out to shoot, I want to make sure that whatever I'm shooting is not just because I have a camera in hand. I treat it as an art form. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, answering your question, I I don't burst shoot. But then also sometimes 
there is certain situations or scenarios where you have to act quickly, um, where maybe you would take like two or three or even four frames, but I'm very slow paced kind of person when, when I'm shooting. And your actual images have a tremendous amount of vibrancy. You have a, a wonderfully colorful set of images to my eye. Is that how you want to see the world is that, or is that how you see the world as being incredibly colorful and vibrant or is that you kind of putting your artistic stamp on it? It's funny you're saying this because I, I always say I really, really suck at color photos. Um, the account that you follow, I actually started that account to help push myself to shoot more color because I work a lot in black and white. Um, I see in black and white, I always say artistically, I am colorblind. Um, so like with, with my drawings, it's always and has always been black and white. I had never worked in color. Um, so when I went into photography, even though you, you were shooting color, but I was mostly drawn by black and white photos. So my first Instagram account that I created, I started with black and white. And then when I started getting into street photography really much, I created a second Instagram account that was just black and white photos and which is skateboarding on the street. And so with the, the account, the film digit is just recently that I started it just to push myself to shoot more color. And um yeah i i love i love and appreciate color a lot and sometimes i try to um just let people see representation of what i what i wish i could do i don't know if that really answers your question um just like what i wish my color photos was will stand out to be how vibrant it will be because I grew up like I grew up in places where there's not much vibrance around me. Like, like I said, my dad works with leather and it's all muted colors. And personally, I'm somebody who you will never see wearing some, something very vibrant or colorful. I'm always either in black or white or something that doesn't create more attention to myself. So the, the color photos is just something that I started just to teach myself how to be good at color photos and just have fun with it. Well, I, I think you're absolutely crazy because I, I really, really, really enjoy your color work. And I'm someone that I personally prefer black and white film when I'm looking at other people's work, but I really enjoy your color work. So I completely disagree with you about whether or not you, you, uh, you like your own color work. I think it's fantastic. Um, with your black and white work then, are you someone that likes to find really harsh midday light and work with the shadows and the sort of geometry? Or are you someone that's just more focused on the subject and, and the light just is what it is? Um, I, I create photos as, as it is. I, I don't let weather or how harsh the light is or how low it is to influence my work at all. Um, I know there are some people who like specifically go out to shoot at the certain times and that I, I, I don't, I don't shoot like that. I go out and shoot whenever I feel like I have to go out and shoot or whenever I feel like I want to go out and shoot. Um, that's just how it is. And I, I enjoy shooting portrait a lot too. So like, 
if I want to go shoot any portrait and it's, and it's even in the midday, um, I will work my way around it just to be able to make some photos. I mean, it's interesting you bring up portraits because quite often what I see with um, photography, I think this is definitely, I'm learning this is more of a British trait, but people um, quite often in England tend to stick to one or two genres and those two genres are usually quite closely related. So there'll be like um, a portrait and fashion photographer or there'll be a street and wedding photographer, things that there's sort of a pretty common link between the two. Um, you shoot some some wonderful portraits, you shoot some street photography. What's the subject that you're most excited to photograph? People. I love people. I, I think I, anytime I say this, sometimes I also tell myself, maybe people think I'm crazy when I say it, but I think the human body, human form is one of the most beautiful arts ever created. Um, we look at people and we just look at them like, it's somebody I know, but anytime I look at somebody, it, it goes beyond just looking at a, a person. I, I look at people. It, it sounds crazy when I, when I say it that way, but yeah, I look at people's hair. I look at their nose. I look at their ears. I just look at even me. Sometimes I'll be staring at my hand and I'll be staring at the hairs on my hand and just trying to figure out how how come like why is there hair at a certain part of my body and there is no hair at a certain part why is my palm more pale than the back of my hand it's just the human body is just crazy beautiful and so i i just enjoy taking photos of people um portraits even on the street um it's funny we're talking about it because yesterday I'm somebody that normally don't go live on my Instagram because I feel like I don't have anything interesting to talk about or to show. So yesterday I was watching somebody else's live and when the live ended, I it shows up, do you also want to go live? I'm like, oh, maybe let me go live because I was also editing some photos and I went live and <laughs> luckily for me, there were some people still up and watching. And we were having a conversation about portraits and stuff like that. And I was, I was literally just saying that I enjoy taking photos of people and that I was looking through my own work and I came to realize how much street portrait I have taken. And that moment, I'm, I felt so inspired to, to want to go out and shoot more portrait because I feel like I haven't done it in a while. Um, due to what has been going on um, in the world right now. So I enjoy taking portraits of people. I just love that. And the interaction, I'm, I'm more of an introvert. So like the camera and taking photos of people gives me the chance to be able to like open up to people and to also hear people open up to me. I mean, you sound like an infinitely positive person. And, and although you might be introverted, you sound like someone that's a very happy um positive person to be around what do you do when you hit like a creative block or you're not feeling so inspired oh creative block talking about that um so i keep talking about my art and pencil work and then going into photography um i was doing like a lot of drawings until um 2018 when my daughter was born and since then, I have never picked up the pencil again since then. And oh, wow. before, 
before it got to the point where I never picked up the pencil again, I remember I had a commission work and uh, it was it was somebody very famous that um, uh, even if, if I mention his name to you, if you are into football, you might know who it is. It's somebody very famous. He commissioned me for pencil work. And when I was doing the work, I, I it felt weird. It felt weird because I felt like I wasn't doing the right thing. I felt like this is my first time ever trying to draw. It, it was a really, really weird feeling. So I did, I did, I was almost done with the portrait and I just ripped it off and started oh, no. over again. And when I started over again, that even was the worst. I, and I wish I'd never destroyed the first one because the second one was terrible. But I, I told myself, this is a commission work. This is somebody I respect so much. This is somebody who also respect me with, with my work. I, I have to finish this work. And, and that time was when my daughter was like, I think she was just a few weeks old or something like that. And I pushed myself through it. I did the pencil work. Um, after that commission work, I tried to do some personal work and I never was able to do it. I still have that last piece that I was working on that I stopped unfinished, still in my, in my, in my closet. And so I think my escape was studying photography. Um, but answering your question, I think I had never hidden any form of creative blog before until then. But it was quite, I was quite fortunate and lucky that at that very moment was when I found photography. So for now with photography, what happens is when I feel uninspired to do anything, I go back and look at my work. I remember I, I was in an interview, um, an Instagram community page interviewed me and they asked me, what are some of the photographers that influence me or like I look up to or something uh, like influence me, something like that to get me to go and shoot and stuff like that. And I was saying, I have a lot of people that inspires me that I look up to, but when it comes to um, motivating myself to go out and shoot, I use my own work to motivate myself. So like I will mostly, I'll just like go all the way down, um, either on my Instagram feed or I would just go on my website or my archives and just look at old photos and some photos that I started, I was, I did when I was just starting out and that motivates me because I look at those and I look at what I create now. And I'm like, if I've been able to grow from there to now, I can only imagine what I can do from here to the future. And that is what really motivates me to go out and shoot. So anytime I feel like I'm not motivated to create anything or shoot, I try to stay away from looking at other people's work because I don't, I don't want to um, use that as, as a form of motivating myself because I feel like once you go out there, you end up creating people's work instead of your own work. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I completely agree with you. I think it's something that it's very easy to fall in the trap of. If you spend all of your time looking at other photographers' work, you end up kind of just subconsciously recreating what you've seen. Even if that's not your intention, you just tend to end up doing it. 
Right. One thing I wanted to ask you um, about, because I know, well, I, I hope I know that you've done, outside of the film photography community, I don't really ever hear anyone talk about zines um, and putting together zines. And it's something that seems to be fairly exclusive to the film community. And I'm just wondering about, from your perspective, what it was like to put a zine together and what your reasons were for doing it. So um, I have, even even before photography, I... I I told myself some time ago that one day I want all of my drawings to be in, in some sort of a book. Um, I've always been a fan of that. And so when I started photography, especially this year, I remember I called a very good friend of mine and I told him, I, I feel like this year I want to make three books. Um, I want to make one about street photography. I want to make one about... Um, um, ma- uh, like a magazine fashion form and I, I think I said I wanted to make one about portraits or something like that and so before I did my zine I had already started a book that I featured two of my friends um, and the reason why I featured them was I am not that huge here or I'm not famous or anything I have not made it but I have a representation uh, at a gallery here and I've had a few murals in the city. I felt like a few people knew my work. So I wanted to bring my friends along with me for them to also, you know, get somewhere or to be also to be able to put their work out there because they had never, I go out and shoot with them, but they never even talk about prints or like making a book or anything like that. So I brought them on. And we all sat down and talked about making this book, which we did. We put it together. It took us weeks and months, but we put the book together. Um, We were at the final stage of making the actual print of it when this whole uh, pandemic started and we had to put that on hold. So when we had to put that on hold, it was a really bummer for me. And as everybody else, we were all stuck in the house not having much to do. I was going through my photos and thinking about what I could do with them. But I think what influenced it a little bit was just seeing the amount of um, work and zines people were putting out. And I felt like, why don't I... So whilst I was looking through the, my photos, I, I came to realize, in I think in two folders, there were some photos that were similar, like as far as putting them together as a book. So I just said, why don't I also like see what I can make with these photos? So there were a bunch of it. I went through it and I came to realize that um, the journey that I make, which is like sometimes, like I was saying, I would just drive, no destination, just drive around and take photos. And I came to realize that there were a lot of that photos that I've taken of back roads that I, I, I go on. So like I'll set my GPS uh, to be off the highways and freeways and just take me back roads so I can just photograph. And that was how I got uh, my zine and how I got the name um, The Adventures of the Back, Ro- the back Roads Adventure. So let me ask you a broad question about yourself here. A little bit of self-analysis on the way that you view your own work. What do you think your biggest strength is as a photographer? I think I think my portraits, um, portraits, it's my biggest strength. Um, like I said, and it, it it all comes to 
uh, my love and relation to to people and in, in the human form. So I feel I feel like um, portrait allows you to see people for who they are and just see like whatever emotion they are going through at that very moment when you hit that shutter. Um, I, I remember I was telling somebody the other time, like when I am, when I'm too going to take a portrait of somebody, I try not to get the photo at the very point where they think I was going to take the photo. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say, because right. people are always, people are always ready. And then when you, we, we all do that thing, like one, two, three, or three, two, one, and then snap, I would take, two or three seconds after I have said that. And that is when I take the photo because at that moment, they are not posing anymore. You get a, a true representation of them. So I think portrait is one of, one of the um, parts of photography that I really, really enjoy. And in terms of yourself shooting, do you have any bad habits when you're out shooting? Probably a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I think as when it comes to fashion, um, I sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Like I I see a lot of photographers or people that I know that are really good at it, and when I'm on the field taking the photos, I feel like I don't direct very well. I feel like sometimes communication is a problem for me. Um, because sometimes, even though I speak English, sometimes it's very hard for me to just get the word that I want to use. So I mostly, when I'm on field, I use more action than talking. And if you are working with a, a model or somebody that doesn't understand that language that you are trying to tell them and they want like actual words, it's kind of difficult for me. Um, to explain myself to them how I want them to do when when they are not like lo- like looking at what I'm trying to let them do. I don't know if, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get you, 100%. To be honest with you, I only speak one language and sometimes I struggle to find the words. So I, I think it's incredible to be able to speak two or three languages anyway, let alone, you know, understanding the point of view of not not always finding the right words. I have the worst habit when I'm directing of saying stuff that, like especially when it comes to like compliments i think it's an english thing we're not very good at complimenting each other and i have a really bad habit of saying stuff that sounds like it's not a compliment even though i'm intending it to be a compliment and i'm always scared i'm going to end up offending someone okay so what do you prefer when when it comes to photography which do you prefer the actual process of going out and taking the image or do you prefer the end product i never like end product i i enjoy the process i feel like the end product is just like, okay, I'm done. What, 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 what's next? You know? <laughs> so, right. So like, I, I enjoy process and, and that is, that is also another reason why I love shooting film. And that is why I went into just shooting film and no more digital. Um, because even though recently I started uploading digital, uh, when I got an expert to, to do videos anyway, um, I, yeah, I enjoy process. I, I always want to be in the act of doing something than when I'm done and just sitting idle. 
No, I can't think of two places that could be much more different than, you know, originally coming from Ghana and then being in Ohio. Have you ever mm. considered, I don't know if you have done this and I've just, I've just missed the point here, but uh, have you ever considered putting together like a zine of photographs from back in Ghana? Because I'd love to see Ghana covered with film photography, especially coming from someone as artistic as yourself and someone that's kind of taken the American route when it comes to street photography. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my wife and I, we've been, well, she, she, she's from here, but She's been like wanting us to go back. Um, and I've always said to give me some time. Um, but we made the decision to go back next year. Um, hopefully everything is normal, back to normal, and you will be able to travel and we will have all the finances that we need. But yeah, I, 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 I always said I wish I did photography as much as I do now when I was there because I can always see like photos on the streets and, and places and stuff and even my personal family and stuff like that. So I have plans of going and doing a, a long-term project. Um, I told my wife, when we go back, you will definitely come back before me because there is a lot of stuff that I want to capture. There's a lot of photograph that I want to make. I want to come back with a whole set of photos that will let people um, know me personally because I want to do some really intimate personal family stuff. Um, I want to also let people know how I grew up. So like the neighborhoods that I lived, the schools that I went to, the places that I went to play, uh, the friends that I hang out with. And I also want people to know my country, uh, sorry, my, my city. Um, where I grew up in, and then the country. So you can see it's it's a whole lot of work. And I feel like maybe even the the three months or two months that I am intending of staying might not be enough for me to to do all of this. And I will have to keep going back to do this because this is a, a long-term project that I want to have for myself. And like... Um, most most professionals will advise you like as a photographer you always have to have a long-term project and this is my form of long-term project that i feel like um i want to do and and use that to tell my story it sounds absolutely amazing it's something i would i would genuinely love to see and um and especially once you've done it i'd love to have you back on the podcast to talk about how like it went from the planning stage to what you ended up with uh, my last question for you and I, again i'm really thankful for you taking the time to do this um my last question for you is obviously we've just talked about ghana and you're currently in the U united states is there anywhere else in the world that you'd love to go and photograph in particular um i i would love to come to europe um I have never been to Europe. Um, I, at some point in high school, I thought I was going to move there, um, but it didn't happen. And now that I'm doing photography, I'm just so like, I, I wish I'd moved there and be able to see Europe and be able to photograph because I think Europe is so amazing. Um, so Europe is a place where I want to come and photograph. And then um, Africa, there are some places. So I've been to Egypt before. I've been to Ethiopia. And at that point, I wish I did photography. So I would love to go back to Egypt. I would love to go back to Ethiopia. I would love to go um, to uh, one of my friends' um, 
um, country where he's from, Rwanda. Um, I would love to go to Uganda. And so like, these are places that I, I either know people that are from there or just like growing up, I've always just loved the country. I mean, this has been so inspiring. It's, it's, I, I come from a point of view of being incredibly pessimistic. I'm a, I'm a fairly negative person and you sound um, so positive and so proactive as a creative. It's, it's actually really inspiring. The most important thing with the podcast is that people know where they can go to find your work. So where's the best places for people to go on Instagram or websites or whatnot for them to find your work? Um, the best place to find my work is my website. Um, I feel like once you are there, it channels you to everywhere, my YouTube, my Instagram and everything. So my website is kboateng.com, which is K-B-O-A-T-E-N-G.com. Um, once you get there, you, you see all of my work, my drawings, my photograph, um, a short film that I did. Um, but if the people that love Instagram and stuff and not want to sit by the computer, you can find me at uh, kbotin underscore streets. Uh, kbotin, my, fe- uh, my middle and last name together, K-B-O-A-T-E-N-G underscore streets. Or you can also find me on the film Digits, which is like where I show my color work. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to this. I think a lot of people are going to be coming your way from from hearing this. You sound like an, an absolutely amazing creative person and you're making me feel slightly bad about myself. But thank you so much for the chat. <laughs> Don't feel bad about yourself. I really, really do appreciate you uh, reaching out to me. Like I said, when you reach out, I'm like, oh, <laughs> is, this, is this real? Because I've, I've never been on any podcast before. And like when you reach out, I went, on your podcast and I started listening to um, some of the interviews that you've had and you've had like most of the people that I loved your work. Um, recently, I know you had Jason on there and then you've had Zach on there. You've had Kyle uh, uh, McDill, which he's one of the guys that I really, really love his work. And I really enjoyed that. So I'm, I'm very, very, very happy and uh, fortunate and thankful to you for having me on here.
We're falling like stars 